0: Good morning, Journey Church. Man, it's a beautiful day, too. Randy already alluded to that, but uh, my goodness, I could, I could live with this weather. Uh, unfortunately, I think we'll probably have some hot stuff left, but uh, even so, uh, it's really a nice morning, a really nice day. Uh, we are uh, finishing up, we finished up uh, our journey through Colossians, our, our long journey through Colossians, and uh, boy, I, really, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed it. Um, a lot of people are trying to say these days that um, that maybe uh, we've evolved past certain problems that maybe they dealt with in the first century, but boy, I don't buy that at all. I, I think we we see the same kind of struggles that they did, and so the Bible is, is timeless, and uh, it is just, uh, it was such a pleasure to go through uh, Paul's letter uh, to the Colossians, and it's applicable to all of us, and like Randy said, we're kicking off a new series and uh, I get the privilege to do that this morning to kind of give you an overview of what we're going to be talking about over the next uh, four weeks. This uh, series is called The Path. And uh, it's kind of going to be a, an interactive kind of thing. We're hoping that you'll follow along in groups. Um, we're, we're hoping that you'll engage in that. There's just so I, I can stand up here and talk, but you guys can't ask questions. Uh, we don't have enough time for that. And so hopefully... Through our studies and through our groups, uh, we'll be able to uh, to make that a little bit more meaningful. So we're going to be de- demonstrating over the next few weeks what it means to grow in our faith and how we can work towards being what God has uh, has called us to be. And uh, so that's going to be our purpose and our sole purpose for doing this over the next uh, several weeks. And so our challenge is is to uh, is to encourage you to consider. And take what your next step on your journey uh, might be. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit, first of all, about, for, we're going to talk about a path and going on a journey. I want to share with you something that I've really uh, enjoyed doing. I, I used to run a lot, believe it or not, but uh, I gave that up. My body won't let me do that anymore. Uh, my, my back screams at me, my knees don't, uh, don't agree, but I love to walk. Walk. And uh, if you've known me for a little while, you've probably recognized that I've gotten a little smaller uh, this year. As, as a matter of fact, a friend of mine uh, hugged me this morning and said there's a little less of you to hug. And uh, so that, that kind of started, my, that journey started for me back in January. Uh, I was at a conference with some guys that I really respect from around the country, and we were talking about, you know, really working on our mind and our spirit. And, and I came to realize I was neglecting my body. And so I started uh, on a little bit of a of a health venture, started eating better, and I started walking. So I like to get up in the morning and walk. And I'm going to be real honest with you, I would rather you beat me with a stick than walk on a treadmill. I, I'm not a real big fan of walking in place. I'll do it when the weather's bad, but I would much rather be outside and walking. And so every morning I get up, and uh, we, we were blessed to uh, buy a little bit of property and what I found out is if, if I walk the fence line of, of our place, it's just under a mile. And so I can, uh, I can do a few laps in the morning, um, and I much prefer that. You know, we, we live on 33, and if you've ever driven on it, you would be taking your life into your own hands if you were walking on it. And so that, that's a better option to walk around the property. So I wanted to show, share with you this picture that I have. Uh, this, this is kind of the picture of the beginning of my morning walk. This is just a little alley between the trees. And don't judge me. I do need to cut the hackberries back. But uh, this is kind of my view for the morning. This is how I get started. And uh, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great path. Uh, it's quiet. It's cool. Uh, I get time to think. And I have time to pray. And uh, and so I really enjoy uh, my morning walk, and I would uh, recommend uh, that you do the same. It's just time to kind of charge the batteries up uh, for the day. And so there's something that has never happened when I've walked on my path. I have never gotten lost. Now, if I do, you all pray for me, but um, <laughs> it, it would be really difficult to kind of get lost. But I will tell you, there's been a time when I've been lost in the woods, and I wanted to share with you a little story. When I was younger, I used to like to squirrel hunt. And a friend of mine told me of a place that, uh, that he thought was a good place to hunt. And so uh, I drove down this country gravel road, kind of out in the middle of nothing, and uh, I parked along the side of the road and I found a fence line. You know, my dad always said, find a, find a, a place, uh, mark your path, don't get lost. And so I followed this fence line into the woods. And I was looking for nut-bearing trees, if you're going to hunt for squirrels, you want to find a place where they might be eaten. And I wasn't finding any, and I come to a place where this fence turns. And to the, the way it turned, it didn't look all that promising, so I thought, well, I'll just go past the fence, and surely I'll find uh, what I'm looking for. And so I, I can just, I just, I remember telling myself, when I get there and I'm ready to go, I'll just turn back 180 degrees and, and walk out, it'll be no problem. So I walked to maybe three miles past this fence. I sat down for a while, didn't have any luck, and the, the sun started getting low in the sky, and I thought, you know, it would probably be a good idea to head back to the truck. And so I did that 180-degree turn. Like I said, I wasn't going to thought I did. And I started walking, and I walked, and I walked, and I didn't find a fence. And uh, so I thought, well, maybe I'm just a little... Maybe I went a little further south than I should have. And so I got, got to a ravine, and I thought, if I just head through this ravine, i follow it uphill. Surely I'll run into the fence. Well, I, run, I walked through a pine thicket, and I get outside the thicket, and all of a sudden I'm standing on the edge of a cliff, and all I can see is just forest, as far as the eyes could see, for miles. And I, I didn't know how in the world I'd gotten so turned around. And so I backtracked, went back up the ravine, and uh, sure enough, I, I found a fence, but it didn't look a whole lot like that fence that I followed in. And so, uh, so I thought, well, it's a fence. Fences lead to something. And so I followed the fence uh, uphill. And have you ever known of a fence just to end? I mean, this fence just ended. I mean, it didn't turn. It's like, what kind of a fence is that? <laughs> and so I got to the end of this fence, and I thought, man, I'm, I'm going to be spending the night in the woods uh, I didn't have a flashlight. I didn't have a coat. It was in the fall, so the nights were going to get cool. I didn't have any matches, and so I didn't really like the thought of that. I didn't like the thought of spending the night in the woods. So I tried to get my wits about me, and I said, "Well, surely I'll head uphill. Surely uphill will take me somewhere." Because I remembered coming downhill when I was um, when I was uh, walking into the woods, and so I come on. I come upon this path, and so I start to feel a little bit more comfortable, and I followed the path, and I came out to the road and I was pretty sure it was the road that I drove in on but I really wasn't sure where I was and so just through some dead reckoning I turned the right way and maybe two or three miles up the road I found my truck and so um, my point of that matter is when I, I was I really knew what my destination was I knew where I wanted to go and I was moving but I had no clue as to where I was headed I had no signs, I had no waypoints, nothing to tell me that I was going in the right direction. And uh, I came out of the woods way off the mark. I mean, I was, I was two or three miles away from where I wanted to be, and so that wasn't a great feeling. I've got a happier story about hiking. Uh, this past May, we go to uh, Florida usually once a year, and uh, we're fortunate enough my in-laws have a condo, it's been in there family I don't know 40 50 years and uh, we usually go there it's in a little place called Inglewood on the Gulf Coast and uh, but this year my in-laws decided to put it on the market the, the condo and so I don't know if you know about booking vacations you can't wait till like the week before and so we decided that condo might not be there and so we rented a small place and we rented a place um, on a on a little key called Manasota Key and uh, it was uh, about five miles north of what's called Stump Pass. And so Manasota Key, just to kind of give you a little bearing, it's, it separates the mainland with, a, with a, uh, an intercoastal waterway called Lemon Bay. And the only way out of Lemon Bay is through Stump Pass. And on the south end of Stump Pass, there's this beautiful beach. I mean, it's a natural beach. I mean, we're talking live shells. We're talking blue herring nests. We're talking turtle nests. And I'd only seen Stump Pass Beach from a boat leaving the pass. And so when we rented this place north of Stump Pass, I thought, man, it'd be cool to walk down to, uh, to Minnesota Beach, or to Stump Stump Pass Beach. And so I got up in the morning before it got hot, and I, I walked about maybe a mile down the road the key we were on. The road ended at a park, and in the park was the trailhead that led you to Stump Pass Beach. And so they had this great sign post right at the trailhead, and it showed a map that, that gave me an idea of where I was headed. And this, uh, this trail that was cut through to Stump Pass, it was through Palmetto's, through a Palmetto forest. I don't know if you've ever walked through Palmetto's, but it's almost like a tunnel, and it's, it's almost dark. And uh, this, the path was sand and seashells, and there were a whole lot of little paths that uh, kind of forked off of the main path. But every time I came to a fork in the path, there was a sign there. And it told me not only that I was headed in the right direction, but it told me how much distance I had left to go. And so at every turn in the the trail, there was a path there. I couldn't see my destination, but because of those waypoints, I knew I was headed in the right direction. And sure enough, I ended up uh, where I wanted to be and enjoyed the beach uh, for the morning. You know, I think our spiritual journey is a lot like that. I, I think it, it's, it's a lot like that. If we want to arrive, <clears throat> excuse me, at our destination, we really need a map to guide us. And so uh, this journey that we're on, it's not a 40-yard dash. If you've ever ran a 40-yard dash, you can see the finish line. Uh, but it's really not that. It's like a marathon. We don't see the destination. But even in a marathon, they have mile splits and water stations where people are going to tell you, you're headed in the right direction. And so our spiritual journey is kind of like that. And we we need to be confident that we're moving in the right direction. So we need that that map. Um, Movement is in our DNA at Journey Church. I mean, we've come to that conclusion over several years. We've come to understand that God doesn't want us to be standing still spiritually. And that's why our mission is to move you on a simple journey toward Jesus. That's what drives us. I love what it says in the book of Acts. It says, From one man he has made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined their appointed times and boundaries of where they live. He did this so that they might seek God, and perhaps they might reach out and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and exist even some of our poets have said for we are also his offspring i want to pull out that one verse that says in him we move and exist and i have to ask myself is that the way i'm living am i moving farther along my journey on a day-to-day basis am i the same person uh am i going to be the same person next year that i am today Jesus doesn't want us to be stationary. He wants us to move. And we need to make progress as we move on this journey. And we need to make that together. And we've identified what motivates us to want to move people on a simple journey toward Jesus. And you've heard this before. It's really simple. We want to help you move because we love God and we love people. And we want to make disciples that make disciples. Loving God and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. What Jesus said in Matthew 22 when a teacher of the law was asking him what the greatest commandment was. He said this, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. And he said this is the most important command. And the second is like this, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And this is a line, I've never paid much attention to this, but this line at the end of it, when Jesus said, all of the laws of the prophets depend on those two commands. That's a pretty, that's a pretty straightforward, harsh statement. Basically what he's saying is, all there are the laws that we know about. Uh, we can keep all of those laws, but if we don't love God and love people, it really doesn't count. It really isn't going to matter. And so first and foremost, we've got to love him. And we've got to love people like we love ourselves. We've got to love our neighbors. And again, not just the ones that we like, not just the ones that are likable, but we're supposed to love all of God's people. And that's why we try to, We want to make disciples that make disciples. In Matthew 28, Jesus said this, the 11 disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. I've got a picture, another picture to show you up here. This is... Uh, a picture that was that I took from uh, Mount Arbel. It's the Cliffs of Arbel. Uh, you see, our travel mate—he was a little bit more brave than we were. Uh, he's standing right on the precipice of maybe about a thousand-foot drop uh, into the valley, and so we, we took him. We took our pictures back from a safe vantage point. It was windy that day too. Uh, but what you're seeing is the Sea of Galilee uh, down in the valley. And uh, there is, uh, just, just to this gentleman's right and down in the valley is the, is the city of Capernaum. There's ruins there today that you can visit. If you go up the coast to the north, they just found this. Uh, Randy sent me an article that they had just found Bethsaida, uh, where Peter uh, lived. And then if you head back north and back to the south, there's a town called Chorazin. And so you've probably recognized those three uh, towns from Scripture uh, those were the three cities that actually Jesus uh, had prayed a curse because he did most of his miracles in this area. That, those three cities make up what's called the Evangelical Triangle. And so that is where Jesus performed most of his miracles. That's where he performed most of his ministry in Galilee. And so a lot of people believe that this mountain in Galilee, that this is it. That this is where Jesus stood when he gave that commission his disciples and so if you continue reading uh, in Matthew 28 Jesus said this is this is where Jesus may have said all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth so therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey the commands that I've given you and if you do this I'll be with you always even to the end of the age so Jesus didn't tell his 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 disciples just just stand still Yeah, don't worry about growing he told his disciples to move he told them to go and he also said along the way you need to pick up people with you and bring them with you you need to teach them the things that I've taught you so he wants us to do the same he wants us to teach folks that respond to move on their journey and to teach them to do the same with other people to pour their lives into others so we've spent, like Randy said, we've spent a lot of time uh, preparing and uh, studying and, and trying to put together uh, kind of a map for, for you guys to follow, and uh, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to be reviewing this over the next few weeks, but we think this map, this path that we have has some identifiable waypoints that are going to help you not only determine where you are, but uh, what your next step needs to be. And so first of all, we're going to uh, be looking at how we can begin our journey. And to begin our journey, that's for people who don't know Jesus. And for those people, we're going to give them a simple challenge. We're just going to say, check Jesus out. Just check him out. Just come and see and see what he's all about. And for those that believe, for those who decide that Jesus is who he says he is, then we're going to challenge them uh, to accept him as their savior and then to fall in behind and follow him. So that's going to be our challenge to the people that, that, uh, that believe in Jesus. And for those people that want to take their next step, what we're going to, when they want to belong, we're going to ask them to belong to the mission of Christ, and we're going to ask them to join in His ministry. That's the challenge for the people at that point in their journey. And then finally, for the people uh, that want to become what Christ has called them to be, then we're going to challenge those folks. Multiply yourselves and other people. So that's that's the those are the waypoints. And that's the destination. We want to become what God calls us to be, what Jesus asked us to be. Ask us to be multipliers, to be disciple makers. He didn't ask us, he commissioned us to do that. You know, for the longest time, I thought my destination, for most of my adult life, I thought my destination was was just here, was church. I thought, you know, if we if we just if I go to church every Sunday. then I'm I'm there, I'm what God's calling me to do. If I'm learning, you know, I I thought it was kind of an academic process. I I really did. And and I thought that it was more of this than it was this. And so this is important, uh, but this is what God calls us to live out. He calls us to live out our heart. Jesus left us with a singular task, as far as, as I can see, and that's to share our faith with other people, and to pour ourselves into those that respond. Gaining knowledge, that's important. We don't need to... I'm not, I'm not saying that's not important, but it's not the end game. It's not the end game. The end game is God's kingdom. And when we do a little too much of this and we think it's just this, we start to, think, believe that it's really our kingdom. But it's really God's kingdom that He's called us uh, to grow so our destination is His kingdom, not our own. And it's developing a heart of concern for people that don't know Him. And to show concern for folks that are maybe stuck on their journey, or stuck along the way. You know, we have this, this, uh, this map, that's what we're calling it. Um, and you see, it's my journey. It it's basically represents your personal journey. And so there's symbology involved in this. The, the begin uh, shows kind of a horizontal movement. And so when, with people that are curious about Jesus, people that want to come and see and want to find out about Him, they, they make a movement and they can make a movement to the foot of the cross. And then when they believe, that's, that's basically a, a vertical movement. That's where instead of just sliding to the foot of the cross, we're looking up and we're accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And then when we belong uh, to Jesus' mission, that's, that's a rotational movement that's when we start to interact with other people you know back when we believe when that's a vertical movement we have an I focus and that's perfectly fine because we need to learn we need to learn what it means to be a Christian how to live this life uh, when we move to belong to Jesus mission then we develop a we focus and so we're trying to help each other we start the process of making disciples we start to bear fruit that Jesus defines as other people, as other souls, then when we become what God calls us to be, that's multidirectional. And so that means basically that we're caring for these other people on these other locations on their journey, but we're also starting to go beyond the walls of the church. And we're starting to really pour our lives into the people within our circle of concern. And so we're going to be looking at each one of these waypoints over the next few weeks and we've developed this to help you again decide where you're on your personal journey and to know where you're headed next and to understand uh, where we are at any given time you need if you're going to know what your next step is you kind of need to know where you are and so that's the that's the purpose of what we'll be doing and so we're going to be looking at all of these over the next few weeks you know every year we get together and we have a planning session. We call it our, our staff retreat. And so that happens in October. And we kind of look at the years past and we look at the events that we did and then we were planning for the events that we're going to do for next year. And what we're trying to really ask the question when we we're doing this, we're looking at all of these and we ask, does this really help people move on their journey? And so we do the same, same things for our future uh, events. We ask ourselves, is, do these things have a, is it a part of an identifiable, identifiable, identifiable path, if I can get that out, an identifiable path that helps them move on their journey? Does it help us? And so then we kind of try to break those down into three categories. And these three categories are what we call our values. And these are things that we believe we can engage in to help us grow. And move on our journey. And the first one is connecting to the body of Christ. Connecting to the church. Being fully immersed into God's plan. This ordinance that he's given us. This church that he left us with. Being totally connected to the church. The next one is growing. Growing in our faith. Again, we don't want to be in the same place in five years that we are today. So we need to grow. And in the next uh, is sharing. And that's that's sharing our faith with other people. That's sharing with the lost and sharing with, with uh, other Christians and pouring into them. We think these are important because we really have come to believe that if we can grow in these three areas, we stand a much better chance of taking the next step and moving closer and closer to Jesus. You know, I was really proud of our staff and elders because we got together last year And uh, we did an honest assessment on where each and every one of us stand in these three values, how we're living these out. And I appreciate everyone's honesty. I was honest. I appreciate everyone's honesty in answering those questions. And what we determined were there are several areas where we're not really substantially living out these values. And so we're in a process right now, we're endeavoring to grow ourselves in that because if we want to lead you, uh, to live out these values, uh, it's going to be tough for us to, to lead you places where we're not going. And so uh, this is something that we all need to grow in. We're going to be divine, defining these values as well. It's, it's, it's something else for me to give you these three words, but we have to help you understand what those mean. And so that's what we're going to be doing as well as we continue on um, with the series. One way that I want to touch on, though, that we'll talk about in, in future sermons, but I want to talk about connecting. I want to talk about connecting as Christians, living in community with one another, because we want to, we want to really encourage you to do that, to join in fellowship with other Christians. And you know, Sunday mornings are, are awesome. I love what we do here at Journey Church. I mean, it's, it is, um, we come here and it's a place where we can enter into God's rest. It's our Sabbath. It's a place where we can come and we can worship together and sing songs. You know, there's something that you guys don't get to hear. You know, I, I have to start out in the green room when I'm speaking just to collect my thoughts. And I get to hear you guys sing. You don't hear that. But man, it is awesome. It is beautiful to hear you guys sing praises uh, to God. And so Sunday mornings is a great place to be educated. We want you to sit under the teaching of the church. It's a great place to be motivated, and it's a great place to be inspired. But, but I want to say something, and I don't want you to misinterpret this or take this out of context. Sunday mornings, aren't the best, in my opinion, aren't the best place for deep and meaningful fellowship. It's a place for fellowship, but to illustrate my point, I'm going to steal a line from a friend of mine. He said, true fellowship isn't staring at the back of someone's head. And so true fellowship is coming together as Christians. It's coming together as as believers. And I think the Bible's pretty clear. We should be living our lives with other Christians. We should be doing that in a, in a world that takes all of our time. You know, time is the most precious commodity we have anymore. Will Rogers said, you know, that land is a good investment because they're not making any more of it. But, you know, time is, you know, somebody eventually can move and, Ownership can transfer of, of land, but you can't get time back. And so, time is a value, valuable commodity. And so, what we're going to be encouraging you, what I encourage you to do, is make your spiritual life and your growth a priority. And one practical way that we do that here is through our journey groups. And so, we're going to have, like Randy said, several that are going to be meeting over the next several weeks. Uh, some that are reactivating. I'd love to start some new ones. We've got a handful of people that we've plugged in already. The sign-up sheet is still out there. It is not too late. And I'm going to leave that sign-up sheet out for the duration of the series because we're going to have other opportunities to study as well. And so we encourage you. There, there, There's groups that meet in the evening. There's groups that meet on Sunday morning. Uh, one thing that I would like to do, and if you guys are interested, I'd like to do an electronic group. Uh, I'd like to do a lunchtime group on a, on a, on a, like an internet uh, teleconference. If you sign up, put your email on there and write online if you're interested in that. I would love to do that if I've got enough people that would want to do it. And so if you're interested, let me know. Probably like a 12 o'clock lunchtime uh, group. So please consider walking along this path with us for the next few weeks. Also, you guys have heard us talk about Move University. I wanted to Share some uh, some new things with you. Of course, we've got the map uh, that we're talking about. That's my journey, and then uh, we've got our new uh, kind of tagline for our Move University. Have we got that uh, tag for the Move University? I don't think we've got that. Uh, the Move University is um, the the M Y stands for Move University. It's also my journey, and so Move University is going to be just a simple way. Uh, for us to provide you with some curriculum to provide you with maybe daily personal devotions. We're going to have um, some maybe even some trips or retreats that are involved in that. And uh, the map is color coded. And so this think of think of the uh, begin as kind of the 101. And then we'll go from our 100 to 400 level type uh, curriculums and, and, and courses where you can kind of track through, And each one is going to be designed for people who are at that point on their journey. And it's all going to be designed in helping you take the next step. And so that's going to be uh, coming online. It's going to be uh, going live here uh, pretty soon. It's going to be curriculum, not only for small groups, but for personal uh, devotion as well. There will be some chances to maybe do some electronic or online stuff by yourself or with groups. And so keep an eye out for that as we go. And so, again, it's just a simple resource uh, to help you out and help you move on your journey. Kind of graduated studies uh, so you can build on and um, kind of help you take your next step. Kind of those waypoints, you know, where we can, once once we get to a certain point, waypoints that tell us, here's where I am and here's what my next step is. And so it's basically just going to be tools uh, for you that are designed specifically for you. So... Okay. I hope that this is going to be meaningful for you to follow along over the next couple of weeks. Again, we'd like to be as interactive as we can. And Randy's going to be going into greater detail about what each one of these stages on the journey looks like. It really is our big desire is to help you move on your journey. We're going to be coming forward. We're going to be moving here in just a little bit because we're going to be going into a time of communion. And I love that 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 word, communion, because it indicates community. We're going to collectively come forward and we're going to take these, these emblems. How we do this here at Journey Church, if this is your first time, there's tables in front of your section if you walk up and get the juice and get the, the bread, go back to your seat. Uh, it's a time for us, first and foremost, to do what Jesus commissioned us to do, and that's to remember Him, to remember His sacrifice that He's given, the sacrifice that He made for us, It's also a time for us to evaluate just where we are on our personal journey. And I, I pray for you today that that's what we'll do as we share in this important meal together. That we'll take a look at maybe where we are on our spiritual journey and just pray to God to have Him show us what our next steps are. And if you're here and you haven't begun your journey, and you haven't accepted Jesus for who He is, Today is a beautiful and a perfect day to do that. And uh, right after communion, during communion, I'm going to be standing up here. Randy will be up here as well. If that's you, we would love to pray with you and walk through you about what your next steps are are going to be. And maybe you're here and you're just going through some stuff. You know, life is just full of that. Maybe you're having some struggles. You know, it it is so much a blessing to stand up here and pray. Uh, with members, with people of the body, uh, just about their struggles. It's also a great place to come if you've just had a good week and you just want to give God a praise for every way that He's blessed you. You know, we'd love to pray that with you as well. Uh, it's like I said, there's nothing more than I would rather do than stand up here and petition God on your behalf. Uh, it's what we want to be here for. And so if that's you, please come forward today. We would love to pray with you. Would you all bow your heads as we prepare uh, for our time of communion?